Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Curve. I am Jonathan Gellner, and thank you so much for joining us. I wrote about the first part of our offseason in Block 1. Now is the time of year where we are transitioning from a mechanics-only approach to a more blended model. It's still the offseason, and six weeks is a decent amount of time to make some changes. So during Block 2, we will be seeing if our changes will stick by testing them under some stressful velocity and time constraints. Here is an outline of the off-season, Block 2, Blended in Serial Practice. Whenever practice design is discussed in many baseball circles today, you will hear some of the terms like game-like, representative design, and variable practice thrown out a lot. Essentially, these are practice designs that model closest to the game. These are essential to build better baseball players. They not only provide great feedback for testing players, but they also help prepare players for the game by having them think and react closer to the speed of the game. I gave my thoughts on why I thought this was important in block one, but I also want to reiterate here. We went with more of a blocked model for the first six weeks, so now we are going to more of a serial design, meaning there will still be days that we do fundamentals, then we progress to more difficult practice, and then come back to the fundamentals to see what we've learned. For our players to make consistent progress, we have to realize that most will not make linear gains. There will be times that we need to scale back, move forward, and keep doing more of the same. This is completely dependent on us having a system and noticing what the player is doing well, but also what they are struggling with. I absolutely believe in self-organization, but that doesn't mean that it's always optimized. This is when the art of coaching kicks in. What if they self-organize in an insufficient way? Well, we have to get the most out of them, so therefore, we need to meet them where they are. So how is block two different from block one? We will be blending rather than strictly blocked. So here's what a week would look like for us. On Monday, this would be our teaching and technique day. So we would do our everyday drills, plus their favorite front toss constraint. With their everyday drills, they've narrowed them to about four per day, dependent on the player and what they need to get their body moving right. And then some of the constraints offered would be, number one, connection ball, in their top hand to help their body stay connected with their swing. Number two would be the ride drill, which I outlined in training adjustable hitters. Number three would be kick throughs or a scissor, depending on how the player's body moves. Number four would be their back toes up, starting with their back toes up, trying to stay better connected to the ground. Number five would be the Bellinger drill with their feet together, working on a better forward move. Number six would be angle toss, and you can either do offside or poolside and you can either hit it oppo of where the guy is throwing, or you can hit it back to where the guy is throwing. And number seven would be chaos vision. And number seven would be chaos vision, which is one of my favorite drills to teach a two-strike approach and have them to feel pressure, but also to react appropriately. They also have the option to blend in one of their feels and then work to master it for the day, or an option to bring a drill they love. They do have to have a reasoning behind why they like the drill and what it helps with. This is also a day that I will be pulling players to test for mastery. Do they know the drill? Do they know the why behind it? Do they know what the outcome needs to be? And can they perform it? This will also be a day that I pull players to go over blast data. The next day that I will have them, we will go over some different timing components. Now take in mind, I have hitters every other day, depending on if they are an infielder or an outfielder. So let's say that we have them on Monday. So the next day that we would have them would be on Wednesday. 
And Wednesday would be a blended model. So we have our everyday drills plus a timing component or a machine. So timing components can include verbal flips with mixing of speeds fast and slow, overhand firm and mixed speeds, decision training, which is decision BP based on counts. So in an advantage count, we want to be looking for a ball that we can drive and a disadvantage count, having a bigger zone and having a competition out of it. Another one we like is two seam, four seam, where the thrower throws either a two seam or a four seam. And you can set this up in a couple of different ways. Number one, you want to go over and show them what that looks like in the first place. And I outlined this in the series, Creating Problem Solvers in the Box, but I'll go over it with you quickly here. The thrower throws either a two-seam or a four-seam fastball, and you can either have them hit the two-seam and take the four-seam, have them hit the four-seam and take the two-seam, or you can have them hit hittable pitches and then try and tell you whether or not it was a two-seam or a four-seam. Any of these can make a great competition, and depending on how close you are and how hard you're throwing, it can definitely be a challenge. Another one that you are probably all familiar with, but one that we like, is mixed BP with either a fastball and a curveball or a fastball and a slider. I have included a chart that we use for our machine representative design, and so you can use it as a cheat sheet representation of what release point, height, and speed will be as to what they will see in a game Take in mind that it will not be exactly the same. The only thing that we will see that is exactly the same as the game is going to be live, but this will give us our best representation based on what you want to see and the space that you have. And so our third day of each week of hitting is called Flow Fridays, or we could do a scrimmage day. So on Flow Fridays, we have loud music, and it's our test and competition day. We also hit with helmets on this day. And when helmets go on, it's go time. So Flow Fridays are less of an instruction day and more of a let's get after it day. So we'll have video with iPads, Velo with machines. We can have an exit Velo competition versus a machine. And the one that we like most is average exit Velo and how many times we can stay above it. And for every time that you stay above your average exit Velo, you get a point. We're continuing to use our blast motion sensors and we can do slider machine, variable practice, and one of our favorites, dirty from 30 where the players are having competitive at-bats versus a coach. Or you can have live at-bats later on. Within this block, the goal is to continue to refine the swing patterns that we have been working on while integrating some adjustability training and timing. I've also been pulling kids to show mastery of the drill, and this is a little time-consuming, but rather than providing glancing blows and cues, this allows them to explain it to me more in depth, and I can get a better understanding of how well they know what we're doing, the why behind it, and if they have mastered the movement or not. It also allows me to understand the language they use to explain concepts, and we can start to work on a routine for their in-season player development. So in summation, the first day of the week would be block one, plus the player's choice on what front toss constraint they need to do to get their body moving right. And this is a conversation that we have with the players up to this point, and letting them control an aspect of practice and own it has been awesome. Wednesday would be our blended model, and Fridays are our test day. However, I want them to think of it less as a I got you moment and more of a learning one. We want to see what their video data timing and adjustability looks like under a little pressure and under a little more game-like conditions. If it doesn't hold up, then we just haven't made it stick yet and we have to make adjustments. In addition, when this happens, have a conversation with the player about what they're feeling that's different, if they are comfortable, what they are seeing, etc. Right after would be ideal because we tend to forget the more the time goes by. 
and some of my favorite things to hear would be, I'm seeing the ball better, I'm on time, it feels easy. Hitting is hard, and there are players who have made some great strides right away, and some that it will take a little bit longer. The closer we get to the season, the more that timing, adjustability, seeing the ball well, and making the right decisions come into play. With this model, we are blending blocks one and two into block three. In block three, the focus will be individualized player routines and a much bigger focus on getting game ready. Have a great week, and thank you for listening.